0: If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us, and enjoy this message. Hallelujah. God is so good. You know, I was, uh, I was thinking of the song uh, during the song. I, I'm, uh, I analyze stuff, you know, and... Uh, the song said, and I know how this story ends. And I'm wondering, does everybody know how the story ends? <sighs> um, the rea- what that means is, is that we get the victory. Oh, we are always headed towards victory. The Bible says that he always leads us into triumph. He always leads us into victory. So... We'll get to the message so we can get through chapter one. But I would like to share with you what, what we've already, and'm going to I'm not going to uh, I'm not gonna go rehearse everything, but I notice in chapter one, there's several things that is pointed out about God that really affects our faith. And uh, in James 1, the first thing we see is that God is a liberal giver. God is a liberal giver. If you see him as stingy, you uh, you won't. You'll be stingy. You know, all those preachers wanted your money. No, the reality is, is when you give, God says He will. When uh, given, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You cannot outgive God. The second thing we saw in James was that God does not find fault. With you, and uh, that goes along with uh, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and uh, braids not, so uh, God does not look for fault in you. turn to somebody and say, "Wow, that's good." He's not finding fault with you, he does not scold actually, from the king james uh the word uh, well. So he doesn't find fault with you. He scolds. He does. He does not scold. He does not belittle you. But what he does is he lifts you up. He promotes you, and he encourages you. Hallelujah! If you're, if all the messages you are hearing is belittling you and putting you down, then you're not hearing from the right spirit. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says that he lifts us up, he raises us up, he makes us alive, he lifts us up, he raises us up, and he seats us with him in heavenly places. And what we're going to cover today is that God only gives good gifts. Hallelujah. Have you ever gotten a gift and you couldn't wait to give it away the next year? We used to make fun of the fruitcakes. You know, when I was a kid, fruitcake, man, that was just, it was like a brick, you know. And actually, we ate one, and I couldn't stand it. For one bite, and that was it for me. But you know what? I Well, when the, the ones down at Costco's, man, oh, Lord. Of course, they're uh, 75% sugar, but covers all the other stuff up. So God only gives good gifts. You know, if you're a little reluctant to get around God, He only gives good gifts. And we're also going to see today that uh, God is the author of salvation through His word. All right, so we're going to start with uh, verse uh, chapter one, verse 16 of James. We're jogging through James. He says in verse 16, he says, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Notice what he says. He says, you are beloved. You are, you are, lo- you are loved by God. Whether anybody else loves you or not, you are loved by God. You know, you can sing that song, Oh, Nobody Loves Me, but that's that's a lie because God loves you. You know, God loves, God loves us when, our, when we're dirty. God loves us when we make mistakes. God loves us when we fall because he's always there to lift us up and to pick us up. He says again, he says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Now, you know, I'm going to do true confession here. When I was a kid, I used to be afraid of the dark. I used to be afraid of the dark. And I also noticed, you know, when I was, have you ever noticed when kids get sick, it seems like it's always worse at night? It always seems to be worse at night, and then when the sun comes up, they seem to get over it, and you don't get any sleep. (laughs) But the reality is, is there is light. When the light comes, the good gifts come. God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. So, we are deceived when we start we are deceived in our own thinking when we start placing God as one who gives us evil or bad gifts. So what is deception? Deception comes when our attitude towards God is when we see him as giving evil to us and not good. Err means, from the, uh, from the uh, King James, it means to cause to wonder. Wander, not wonder, wander. So in other words, when I see God as not having my best interest at heart, I begin to wander away from him, or I begin to wander here, or I look back to him and I come and then I, then I think, well, you know, maybe he's not that good, so I wander a different direction. I wander away from him when I don't feel secure that he has my best interest at heart, you know God's got your interest at heart more than you do. God wants to bless you more than you even are willing to receive. I remember getting prophetic words and thinking, "Man, that that never happened." I remember <clears throat> it was Lars' dad. We was, he was preaching on Wednesday night. We were having prophetic classes. And he looked at me and he said, I see you. You're going to be on television. You know what I did? I rolled my eyes. <laughs> I rolled my eyes like, that's going to ever happen. Out here in this cornfield. And then we get an invitation from a, from a TV station down in York. And we were on, both of us together were on on a TV show called The Happiest People. You know, and even at that time, I didn't feel too happy about it. But The Happiest People, boy, I had to fake that one. You know, fake it to make it. The Happiest People. But you know, there's different forms of TV now. You don't have to be on ABC, NBC. CBS you can be on you can be on television on on the on the internet I get you know get letters from all over the world about people watching watching things that we've done watching things that we do So you out there in <laughs> TV land <laughs> Anyway so we begin to wander. When we begin to see God is not is not having our best interested heart, we our mind begins to wander. It seems to me that it seems to me that an evil spirit wants us to think that God is not good to us. All right, This is Satan's tactic from Genesis chapter three, when Eve was tempted by saying, Uh, by saying that God was withholding good from them. Satan was telling Adam and Eve that God was withholding good from them. I mean, how much better could it get? You know, I mean, they're made in the image and likeness of God. They have authority over the whole planet. They could eat anything they wanted. I just got, somebody gave me some, Cupcakes or muffins or something like that. And he said, the calorie, there's no calories in those. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so they could eat anything they wanted except for one tree. And what did they desire? That one tree because the enemy came and says, God is withholding from you. Anytime we begin to think that God is withholding from us, then our minds begin to wander. Thank you, Lord. So as we focus on the Father of lights, the power of darkness has little impact on you. Yeah, there you go. I need to keep my mind off of the thing. You know, there's a lot of bad things happen in the world. But I can't keep my focus on that. I don't ignore I know bad things happen, but I've got to keep my focus on, on, the, on the God of light. Because in him, there's no darkness at all. And he empowers us to overcome the darkness. You know, the Bible says uh, that God says of himself, I am the Lord God, I change not. So if he said every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, comes down from the Father of lights, he doesn't change. He hasn't changed. Every good gift is still coming from Him. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. The Scripture also says in Hebrews, it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Have you read the Gospels lately? Did you ever see where Jesus put a sickness on anybody? No, never. Never. Jesus always removed the affliction. That is a good gift. I want the good. So I keep my focus on the light. So that I might receive. And I believe that he is here today to save the lost. I believe that he is here today to heal the sick. I believe that he is here today to set the oppressed free. I believe that he is here to open the prison doors of your mind and to set you free, to let you walk out. He's not here to cause your, your life to be miserable. The scripture says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. He says, I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. He's not withholding from you. He wants to pour it out on you. Thank you, Lord. Do you know that the Bible, in several places, God commanded people to bless his people. Mm -hmm. He commanded them. In... In Numbers chapter six, I'm not going. I'm just going to talk about it. But in Numbers chapter six, at the end of the chapter, God commanded Moses and the priests to bless the people. He commanded them to bless. Now I want to give you a little. Uh, I want to give you a little something here, because you know the Bible says that you are kings and priests unto our God. So you are commanded as a priest to bless. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to turn there, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Bible says that <laughs> the Bible says that the people of the Old Testament are our examples. When they refused to bless, when they, you know, because uh, when things didn't go right, they always complained. You don't know anybody like that. <laughs> That's those for people out in TV land. You don't, you don't complain, but they would complain. And Moses said, you're not complaining against us. You're complaining about God. So, you know, you don't think about it. When you're complaining about your circumstance, when you are complaining about people that God sends into your life to bless you or either for you to bless, you are complaining about God. Oh, I want to be positive today. (laughs) This is positive. So, God commanded Moses and the priest to bless the people. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon. You know what that means? That means that the glow of his smile is radiating out of him towards you. He is He's not looking at you with a scrowl. He's not looking at you mean or evil. He is looking at you with love and compassion and mercy and desiring to bless you because he commands the people to bless. As a matter of fact, he also says in Psalm 133, it says, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And then he gives several examples and he says there the Lord commands the blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say, well, I don't feel very blessed. And start blessing. Yeah. Start blessing others. Open up, open up the floodgates. When you, when, you are, when you are blessing, you are opening up the floodgates for God to pour more in on you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will God give unto your bosom as you are blessing others? Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Do you know that Moses lost the opportunity to go into the promised land because God told him to take his rod and to speak to the rock. The rock was actually Christ. And the thing that Moses did was he took the rod, he gathered the people, and he says, you rebels! (laughs) Well, they were. (laughs) You rebels! But God uh, said to Moses and Aaron, you're not going into the promised land because of how you spoke to my people. Those people were examples because... They're, they're examples to us, so my, my goal is to bless you. Yes. And your goal should be to bless, well, what if, they, what if they're not treating me right? Maybe those are the people that when they hear you speak God's blessing that it'll turn their heart. Yeah. But in other words, let God take care of them. You know, the Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. And and what he's saying there is, don't you take vengeance on other people, I'll handle them. How many of you know that the way God handles people is by loving them? You say, well, I don't know about that. Well, in Romans, we've (laughs) we've been studying Romans, in Romans, the Bible says that it is the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. Yes, yes, yes. Y'all, for quiet, my wife's good and Laura's good. They're real encouragement. I have to just preach over here. Oh, uh, I'm just teasing. Thank you, Lord. There was a prophet that was hired by a pagan king to come and curse God's people, and God told him not to go. But he uh, persisted with God, and God says, go ahead and go. And the reality is, is as he was going, God had an angel with a sword. Gonna knock, gonna take him out. But his donkey <laughs> saved him. You know, some of your... Some of your donkeys. What are, what's the other biblical word for donkey? Some of your uh, some of your asses can is, is saved because because of another ass. Yeah. So you just call them whatever you want to. Did I say that? It's it's in the Bible. You dumb. Well, maybe that dumb could save you. Sent by God to save you. So anyway, uh, Balaam repented, and he says, I'm only going to say what you tell me to say, God. And God says this. It's an amazing scripture. Uh, he's, he's there uh, with Balak, the king that hired him. And he says this, he says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. God doesn't need to repent because he always does everything good. He says, has he said and will he not do it? Has he spoken and will he not make it good? Behold, I have... I have received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. Do you know that God's blessed you, and He's not going to reverse His blessing? He is not going to reverse His blessing. Let me ask you a question Are you fighting God? Are you cursing those that God's blessed? If you do, you open the door. Oh, is God going to curse me? No. Hard is the way of the transgressor. When you walk down the path of the transgressor, you get to eat the fruit of transgression. God says, come on home. Come on home. You've been running too long. <laughs> You've been running, come home. I've been working out, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) I just started last night. (laughs) (laughs) It's already having a positive effect. (laughs) Besides having a cup of coffee this morning, I've been drinking it for a couple weeks. (laughs) Anyway... Behold, he, behold, I have received a command, a command from God to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. Amen. And then man, I'm thinking the scripture, is this a mistake, the next scripture? He says, he has not observed iniquity in Jacob. Wow. Now, if you're familiar with the Old Testament, <laughs> they were constantly sinning against God. But God says because of the sacrifices he says he says behold he says he has not observed iniquity in Jacob nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. Wow. Now listen to this. The Lord is his God. The Lord is God is with him and the shout of a king is among them. There was a song we used to sing. It says, we cannot be cursed because the shout of the king is among us. Who is the king? It's the king of glory, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Jesus Christ himself is among us. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, a lot of times when we, when we look at the promises of God, we, we think of them as singular, applying to us, singularly, which they do, but the reality is as we gather together, those promises are strengthened to, as we're together. My, the Bible says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. But we think of that individually, which is right. God lives on the inside of us. But as we gather together, our, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm praying for the Lord to pour out more of his power, more of his anointing, more of his Holy Spirit. More, Lord, more. Don't be satisfied with what you have. Don't be aggravated, but desire more. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Man, I lied again. I didn't even get to my mirror. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Let me just cover this. Verse 18, we're back in James. (laughs) Jogging through James. He says, verse 18... Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. In other words, you're not you're seeking God didn't bring you to him. He sought you. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which is lost. He's still seeking us. He's still looking for us. He's still longing for us. And he's telling us, come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God's ultimate desire is to bless us and make us into the image of his son. It was always God's desire from the beginning to redeem us and to bring us back to his original plan. What's his original plan? Genesis chapter 1. And God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Have dominion over the earth. And God saw that everything he made, and behold, it was very good. And everything he did before, he said it was good. That's good. That's good. But when he made but when he made man and woman he says it's very good. Very good. Don't let the battle don't let the battle of the the sexes get in between us. That's right. Don't don't let things separate us. That's what death is. Death is separation. Come together. Right now. Over me. <laughs> well, the older people would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the I didn't say old. I said older. <laughs> Hallelujah. So... God wants to bring you back to the place where you are walking in dominion, to where you are not walked on, but you are walking in dominion. You say, well, what am I supposed to? We're not to have dominion over each other. That's right. I'm not supposed to have dominion over you. Yeah, that's right. I lead, I guide by example, but I do not have dominion over you. Hallelujah. No government should have dominion over you. Oh, did I hit a chord? <laughs> no. No. We're, they're not supposed to have dominion. Hallelujah. Anyway, God wants to restore all of us, to a place where we are walking in power and dominion in the likeness of Christ. And if you're not familiar with the likeness of Christ, read the Gospels. He walked in the power of love. And he wants us to walk in that same power in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you and praise you for the anointing of the Spirit of God today. I thank you, Lord God, that you release your anointing for healing. You release your anointing for salvation. You release your anointing for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You release your anointing for deliverance and whatever your people need. Father God, I thank you for the release of that anointing because your word says it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. So I thank you right now that the, that, the, uh, that the yoke of bondage is broken, that fear is broken, that bondage is broken, that oppression is broken in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I thank you for the life of God. Lord, I thank you that even as we were singing today about faith, Lord, I thank you that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so I thank you, Lord God, that you will speak to your people, Lord God, and rekindle that faith within their hearts. Lord God, that they'll not only hear it, but they'll walk in it by faith in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm going to ask the, uh, the team to come up.